the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. We view AI as a way to use technology to make efficient decisions and repeat processes on our behalf or on the customer's behalf. But at the same time, we don't want to use it on the phone right now because it would kind of create this large impersonal gap between the law firm and the potential client where it feels like they're putting the potential client off and they're unwelcome. Run your law firm. The right, way. the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Tyson, how are you, my friend? Good. It's weird. I feel like you and I have not talked much in a week, but I know that's not true. Maybe I just missed you. Maybe that's what it is. I just missed I'm you. Sure, I'm sure that's clearly it. I mean, we had so much time together at the conference that you just, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I guess so. Hey, I want you to talk a little bit about your video. I know a lot of people have seen it, but uh, your Times Square video, I think it's freaking awesome. Tell that story. You know, I told the story before on here about after all my YouTube videos that I had that instance where the woman came up to me at immigration here in St. Louis and said, hey, are you the guy that does all those YouTube videos? And and I said, yeah, She and she pulled it up on her phone. She was getting ready for her immigration interview, and she showed me that she'd been watching my video right before she saw me in real life. So that was sort of fun. But this week, we took that even to the next level. I was at USCIS in Manhattan, and so here I am coming from the sticks in St. Louis thinking that... I've been called up to the major leagues. I'm going to the immigration office at 26 Federal Plaza in downtown Manhattan. I find my client, we're walking to my interview, and an immigration officer chases me down, which doesn't usually happen at immigration. And he says to me, are you Jim Hacking? And I said, yes, I'm Jim Hacking. And he said, I watch all your videos. I said, oh, really? And he, you know, I, I'm looking at his badge and it says USCIS and I'm sort of freaked out. And he says, yeah, that's, in fact, that's how I learned how to do my job, by watching all your videos. So that was crazy. So my client was duly impressed, and it, it sort of made my day. So then when I got out of immigration, I went up to our hotel right near Times Square, and I shot a video about it. So it, it's gotten a lot of views and a lot of feedback. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I know a lot of people liked it. it was, it's a, a fantastic story, a really awesome story. So, All right, so we, we have a guest waiting on the line with us, so let's go ahead and introduce him. He is Justin Maxwell with Smith.ai. Justin, introduce yourself to everyone. You just did. I'm Justin Maxwell from Smith.ai. We are a um, virtual receptionist and caller qualification service. We're breaking out into chat-based qualification as well. So what our business does is when someone either calls or chats 
with you on your website. We can determine if they're the right customer for your business and um, get them booked on your calendar and even take payments for them uh, just to make sure that they are fully qualified and converted into your leads. Justin, tell us your story, how you got to Smith AI, sort of what, you, what you've done career-wise and sort of how you got involved in the whole caller support system. Yeah, sure. The short of it is um, my, my background is both in psychology and graphic design. My mom ran a small business, a graphic design studio. And so, you know, I was always kind of just helping out around there after school. And I just got this, you know, started to get this idea for what it was like to run a small business and the overhead required in doing that, that, you know, actually, you know, very little time goes into the work itself. It's all about the management of the business and bringing in new customers and paying attention to existing ones. So um, after school, I went to go and work for Apple for a while. I was a designer for Apple and then for Mint.com and for Intuit as well. And at Intuit is really where I started to see that the power of these tools and processes being made for and focusing on small business. So that just was where my head was for a while. And then at the same time, I've been friends with my co-founder, Aaron Lee, for a long time. And he was doing you know, similar things for small business at Red Beacon and then uh, later acquired, uh, they were acquired by Home Depot. Both of us had this passion for helping small businesses, independent proprietorships and solopreneurs really succeed. So we got together and said, okay, like we know we want to work in this industry. What do we think that the biggest problems are? And we knew it was something around customer qualification. And we thought maybe it was more in like the communication side of things or maybe in like the way they find their customers. We spent the summer of 2015 just following them around a bunch of businesses and realized essentially, it's, it's, I think what you've said in previous podcasts, it's that like everyone focuses on getting those calls to come in the front door of the business, but then they drop them on the floor. So like certainly you can put out AdWords, that's great. You can have people refer you on next door, but if you're not doing something with those leads, you're really wasting your money. And so we realized that was the number one problem was actually answering the phones for these businesses, qualifying the customers and getting them booked on their schedules. And so it was through that we said, okay, well, that's great. There's other people in the industry that are doing it and we're pretty good at this. We know that we can bring a lot of new things to it through technology, but given our backgrounds in product and engineering, we actually brought an artificial intelligence component to it as well. So as we've been answering these calls, we've been training a system on how to qualify customers and how to provide tools to actual live virtual receptionists and how to better qualify customers as well. So it's, you can think of it as machine intelligence or artificial intelligence assisting people who are really great on the phone, really great at qualifying customers, and therefore it gives them like kind of superpowers in, in doing a great job for the businesses. All right, Justin. So I was going to ask you how your company differentiates itself from other companies, but I think you just sort of did that. But I want to dig a little deeper into the artificial intelligence part of it, because I don't think a lot of attorneys really, I mean, it's hard for us to conceptualize how that actually works with your service. So how do you all actually work with the AI? Like break it down a little bit more for us. Sure. So a simple thing would be, let's take a look at a traditional virtual receptionist service. And this isn't me like disparaging anyone else out there because they're all amazing on the phone. It's just in terms of efficiency. Like in, in the end, the amount that you, the attorney, are spending on a virtual receptionist service comes down to the minutes that they take on the phone, right? Or the, the capabilities that they provide. So you might say, for example, that your practice only works within the bounds of, you know, King County or something like that. And so a caller calls in and they say, well, I've got this case in you know, Seattle or something. And then some, the receptionist has to possibly look up on a table to see like, okay, well, I don't really know Seattle because I'm, I'm a receptionist based out of Oklahoma. And they say, okay, maybe looks like this does qualify. 
But for example, like that, that works to some extent, but a lot of times what you'll have is the caller might say something that doesn't one-to-one map with what the receptionist has on the script in front of them. And so these script-based type of virtual receptionist services always have a threshold that they can't cross because like the, the information isn't listed out. And what we do is we have our interface, which, which we wrote ourselves, has assistive technology in it. So what we do is when we start learning about the practice, we, we ask the attorneys like you know, where they practice, what kind of cases they work on, what they use to qualify their clients. And then as the receptionist is answering the calls, they can start asking our system questions and the system provides them with answers. And they're using that against a trained body of data across all attorneys and other professions as well. So for example, the receptionist could type in something like, you know, client is in Chicago and it would say, oh, well, that looks like that's in this county, therefore they are qualified. So it can it, it provides them with these the ability to just give real time answers to the callers instead of saying hold on a minute while I look that up and it can actually get into like I'd say it allows the receptionist to to function almost as I'd say not experts but familiar with the knowledge base when someone calls so you know one of the things that we see a lot is an attorney might say that they they practice family law that means something to you because you're an attorney like you could probably just say off the top of your head, all the things that cover family law, but a receptionist might not know that. So a receptionist could just type into our system, like, is divorce part of family law? And our system would say yes or no. And so those are the sorts of things that provide the superpower back to the receptionist as they're answering these calls. Now, at the same time, as the receptionist is doing this, if they ever don't get the right answer to their question, it can actually ask the broader support team and receptionist base to help answer that question and then provide a feedback loop to train the system and make it smarter. So internally, that's how we function as, as you know, kind of a superpowered team. And then externally, with some beta users right now, we are providing the functionality to do that on their own websites so that if someone comes to an attorney's website, they could ask the attorney a question and our system can help answer those questions or escalate to a live receptionist on our team at the same time. Justin, has Smith AI worked with law firms before and have you worked with places where there are a lot of calls? Oh, absolutely. For some of our clients, we have, you know, 10 calls a month. And for others, we have about 1,500, 3,000, you know, calls a month. It really just depends on the, the size of the firm and the need. And we handle everything from just the, the simplest type of someone call in we take a message, perhaps book an appointment all the way through, depending on the time. Like we, we actually, there's a, there's a couple attorneys where depending on the time of day, we'll schedule different appointments with the people on the team or depending on whether or not someone on the team is available. We have different fallbacks where we try to do live transfers and then we'll book the callers for callback appointments. So it could, it could be as complex as someone needs. Justin, what's your advice to someone that is, is in the market to hire a receptionist service or an answering service? How would you advise them whenever they're looking for a service? That's a great question. And, you know, obviously I'm, I'm biased, but I think it, it all comes down to efficiency and the types of customers they're going to be getting or types of calls. So if the law firm is doing broad reaching AdWords spends and those people are going to be calling at all times of day, and all they really want to do is cast a gigantic net, then I think, you know, you should be looking at 
a 24-7 answering service who can just take a message, and then you have someone on your team who's actually doing the qualification and filtering, and that could be a paralegal, someone whose like, job really is to assess the, the qualification of those clients. But if, if you're not doing that type of gigantic ad spend, and you're really you're getting a lot of your business through referrals, you're getting a lot of your business through perhaps just uh, local advertising or internet-based, like focus-based advertising, then you might want to look at a reception service that can become more familiar with you as a business and get to know you over time. And so I think that there are a lot more virtual reception services like ours that are on that side of things where they could actually do a good job representing you as a person and your practice when almost as like a uh, trying to, I wouldn't say sales, but, but they can speak up to the positive capabilities of your practice when on the phone with a new lead. But I think more importantly is you're going to want someone that moves at the pace of your practice. So if you're using CRMs to manage your clients, you're going to want a answering service that can integrate with your CRM. If you're using Slack to communicate with other attorneys in your firm or any chat service like that, you might want to be getting notifications in there. So you start to think about the, the technological capabilities of that answering service as well as being just as critical. And then the last thing which we, Smith AI does, and a few other answering services might be doing now is per call pricing. Because certainly listening to me ramble on now, but as you know, when someone calls in a new client, they just want to be heard and they might ramble on for five or six minutes about their case and they may be qualified. They might not be qualified, but you don't want to have to be in an awkward situation where your receptions are rushing them off the phone to save you money. So you want to, you want to make sure that your reception service is aligned with the welcoming and receptive impression that you're trying to give to new clients. Justin, talk to us a little bit about after a call is made, how does the law firm learn about the interaction and sort of what mechanically happens next? Sure. So the mechanics of it. Let's just say, for example, it's the most basic setup. You're using something like Ring Central or our own keypad to be that first line of, of defense. Calls are coming into a central number and they're either going to your office or they're going to a reception service. So let's say in this example, calls are coming into us having been forwarded from your number. Now we answer the call and what we'll do is we will act on your instructions and take a message, perhaps book an appointment. In the most basic service we do is we answer the phone call, we determine whether or not they're qualified or unqualified, spam, wrong number, sales call, et cetera, and we disposition the call and put it into a call summary. That call summary is sent to you over both email and SMS so that you can get it if you're on the go on your watch or however else you might get notifications. And then if you have it integrated into any of your services, um, that customer might show up as a new entry in your CRM inbox. That customer might show up on your calendar as a new appointment if they've uh, booked a consultation or something like that. And from then, if, for example, we have provided a summary for a, a new lead to you and you decide that that person was actually a wrong number or in, in many cases it was actually a salesperson sneaking through as a new customer, you can flag that email as spam. Or you could say, I want this person to ring me directly every time and you could just click a link in the email and say whitelist this person. Every time they call me, I want it going directly to my cell phone. It's a really neat setup. It's kind of incredible how you do things. A question I have or Maybe something I want you to uh, explain to the listeners. You have a different pricing plan. It's, it's quite a bit different than most. Most is by the minute. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your pricing plan? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So 
this kind of goes back to why we started the business to help small businesses out. And always, one of our principles was always be aligned with the best interests of the people who are paying us for services. And we felt that pricing things per minute just it worked against the small business where, like I was saying earlier, if you have a chatty lead, then there's a good chance that you're going to pay $21 for that phone call, or you're going to actually have to go back to the receptionist service and tell them like, please, I need you to try to cut these calls shorter because you're letting clients ramble on for so long. But as, as I can tell you, you know, for Smith AI, when it comes to certain types of clients, depending on the domain, they might talk for five or six minutes about the the case and you don't want to be in a position where you are skimping on the details because you might not be able to qualify them later. So we said, okay, that's not aligned with with running a good business. What is aligned is saying, on average, I know that I'm getting 100 calls per month and I could say, well, if I'm paying $6, that's $600. And I believe that out of that, I'm getting, let's say, for example, 10 new clients. So therefore, if you as a business can decide, is it worth a $600 investment to get to 10 new clients per month? And for a lot of law firms, of course, that's a no-brainer. So they can directly see the translation of the per-call cost into the number of new clients they get. It's a lot harder when you're pricing things per minute because the variability of how clients talk about their cases could mean that one month your bill is $300, next month your bill is $1,800 and you're still only getting the same number of clients per month. So we felt like the, the, the summary of that is we felt it was a lot easier to predict and budget for the law firm by pricing it per minute. Justin, talk to us about a success story or two that you've had, maybe with lawyers, maybe not, but just sort of how working with Smith AI has helped people improve their business. Absolutely. So this is one of those pat on the backs for us that we're, we're very proud of. I think in the, in the past two years, we have had two different firms leave us to say, you know what, you know, Smith AI has been really wonderful for our firm. Uh, you've helped us grow. And as we've grown, we are now able to afford an in-house receptionist. And in both cases, within two months, we've seen those firms have come back to us saying, actually, we'd much rather this person be doing other tasks around the office. And your team is far better at actually qualifying the leads than this receptionist was. And it's because it's very difficult to afford, you know, someone for forty dollars to $50,000 to be in-house and an expert on subject matter, you know, without getting into paralegal territory, whereas our team was doing a very fine job of it and making fewer mistakes. So that's one of our biggest success stories, um, just those, those two clients. The other one would be Smith AI also does a lot of work for IT firms, and we've heard repeatedly from IT firms that we've helped them grow from single-person operations into three- or four-person operations because they're no longer personally doing the lead qualification, and now they can actually be in the field working on installations or doing on-sites with clients, and we can be only escalating those urgent calls for them. And we do the same sort of things for attorneys as well, where we can actually only let through calls from court staff, from judges, uh, county clerks, things like that. So that way, if the attorney is very busy, they don't want to be interrupted in their day, we can really help them make the most of their time, and then they can deal with the new client intake later in the day. All right, Justin, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you to pull back the curtain a little bit. What is something that Smith AI is working on now that we don't know about that you're going to be revealing in the future? 
Well, I think I spoiled it by, you know, talking about the chat product that we're working on. That's really our big thing is taking all the technology that we've been working on to assist the receptionists as they answer calls and offering that to the, to the public and for clients to put on their websites as well. We're talking with Justin Maxwell from Smith AI, and Justin, Tyson and you and I hopped on a call with Maddie Martin about a month ago, and we were talking about integrations. And I have to tell you that I was pretty impressed because at the time, Smith AI had not um, built out an integration for Infusionsoft, which is the CRM that Tyson and I both use. And I note now that on your website, it lists Infusionsoft as an integrated CRM. So maybe talk to us a little bit about how you swung into action and got that knocked out. Well, as much as I'd like to take credit for that, that's all my co-founder, Aaron Lee. So one of the reasons why we, we get along so well is I've, I've been doing product for years, and he was one of the original engineers inside Google, and then went on to do Google Video and AdSense and AdWords. So basically, the short of it is anytime anyone asks us to support a new CRM, Aaron has it up and running by the end of the day, and we just tell people it'll take us a week to give us some QA time to make sure that nothing goes wrong. But that's how we do it so fast is we wait till customers ask us for things and then we build them. So, Justin, I've been having this conversation with quite a bit of people lately about AI or artificial intelligence. I think it's right around the corner. I think it's going to change the, the landscape of not just the legal industry, but a lot of different ones. Can you talk a little bit about how you got into AI, where you see AI, AI headed? Is it something for attorneys to be afraid of? Talk a little bit about all that. I think that one of the biggest public AI stories was a couple of years ago when someone had launched that uh, AI parking ticket website and it got tons of press and then it just vanished. And I don't even know if the domain is there anymore. So you know, one of the places where we see AI coming in really handy is this idea of like assistance and prediction. So for example, the average customer or the average client never really knows like the right words to use. So you might go to, like, let's just say that there's some generic support website and you type, like, why is my monitor not working? Well, AI can really help you route you to the right answer in there. At the same time, like, AI might really be able to help you negotiate scheduling conflicts with another person. Where it doesn't necessarily help and you see it fall down a lot is where it actually, you know, becomes that, like, knowing you as a person or knowing your own preferences type of thing where, you know, you might want to say, like, can you call me a plumber? Well, yes, there might be a voice assistant that could just call the number one plumber on AdWords, you know, that, is, that Google's returning, but, or the number one plumber on Yelp, but it's, there's not a really good way for it to find you personally, the right plumber for your household, depending on your preferences, that the type of equipment you might have in your house. So for us, we view AI as a way to use technology to make efficient decisions and repeat processes on our behalf or on the customer's behalf. So like just right now, our receptionists might be repeating the same questions over and over, and they have to do that on the phone because no one really wants to be talking to a robot right now. But in a chat interface, you really can't tell the difference. And so we thought here's a really ripe opportunity for us to deploy a technology where customers are asking this same questions that they would be asking a human, but we can have standardized answers that we have determined are the best way to answer that question. 
with synonyms built into it, with other ways to, to phrase things. So there's variability in case we have to repeat ourselves. And also in a way that we can train that system to get smarter over time and provide better answers. Whereas with humans, someone might be having a bad day or someone, you know, their wireless headset connection might be bad. There's all these variabilities that could actually go wrong. And that doesn't happen on the AI side. But at the same time, we don't want to use it on the phone right now because it would kind of create this large impersonal gap between the law firm and the potential client where it feels like they're putting the potential client off and they're unwelcome. So our sense is just to, to help us as a business do a better job. And the reason we got into it was just, you know, we're a small team and we knew that we could use a technology to run a better business. And we wanted to translate that technology over to our clients as well. Justin, we have a lot of listeners who are frustrated with the phones and who might very well be thinking about Smith AI. Talk to us a little bit about how onboarding works. And if our listeners want to get in contact with you, what's the best thing for them to do? Sure. So the simplest thing is to just go to Smith period AI in your web browser and enter your name, email address, and phone number into a form. And we'll ask you to jump on our calendar and we'll onboard you. And so, you know, certainly it it sounds like one of those things where you wish you could just go and press a couple buttons and write some words and some forms and have it all set up. But we've found over time that it's really critical for us to just get you on the phone for 10 minutes and get to know a little bit about your business, to know what's important to you and tease out a few of the things that we wouldn't have really been able to understand through a web form. So it takes about 15, 20 minutes to get set up and we provision you with a phone number where you can forward your calls. Then you have a 10 call, 30 day trial, and you get to see whether or not Smith AI is a service you want to continue with. Most of the time it is. And then we'll just be answering your calls for you. And then I'd say over that next month or so after signing up with Smith, you start to learn about really what we can do for you. So a lot of people just kind of like dip their feet in and think like, well, I'm I'm used to answering my phones or I'm used to actually having voicemail do this. So they're a little hesitant to fully dive in. But once they see how much efficiency we bring, I'd say the first thing that people start doing is they start offloading a lot of their other responsibilities to us, like the booking of appointments or taking prepayment for consultations, things like that. And the one that we're seeing becoming increasingly popular is where people might have a contact us form on their website and they just forward those emails to us. And now the moment that someone puts their information in a contact us form, our team calls that person back right away and says, hey, we've got your information. Can we get you on the calendar? That's pretty incredible information, Justin. I really appreciate you coming on. You've been an amazing guest. Before we wrap things up, though, before we get to our tips and our hacks of the week, I do want to ask everyone to please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star review if you're enjoying this podcast. You all have done an amazing job of spreading the word and making sure everyone knows about it. And so we really appreciate that. But the benefit to you, make sure you go to the Facebook group. There's a ton of great information there. And it's, it's just amazing. Every time I go on there, it's Jimmy and I aren't even really having to post that much. It's other people sharing information, asking questions. It's, it's really amazing. But Jimmy, what is your hack of the week? I came across a new podcaster, actually an old podcaster. He's got about 600 episodes of his podcast out. It's a guy named James Schranko, and I've heard of James before. He's friends with Dean Jackson, and they've done some stuff in the past. But James was on the most recent episode of Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. It was a great interview, but I went, I've went, i gone back and I started listening to, to some of James's old 
marketing podcast. It's called Super Fast Business, which is sort of cheesy title, but the podcast itself, it, it's really good. And he's got a really good rhythm to his guests and the information that he provides. I have not heard of that podcast, but 600 episodes is a bunch of episodes. Mike Campbell actually told me a, a statistic today, which was shocking to me. He said that 90, I think 94% of podcasts uh, don't make it past, I think he said thir- 11 or 13 episodes, which is just amazing to me because I was just thinking, you can just keep recording podcasts. It's no big deal. You can just keep recording them. It's, it's not hard to do. But So it's kind of shocking. It's, we, we've made it well past that, but 600 is amazing. That's, that's incredible. We're trucking right towards episode number 100, and then episode 104, of course, would be two years. So we've we've been consistent, if nothing else. That's absolutely true. And they may be late in the week sometimes, but they are consistent. Justin, you have a tip of the week for us. What you got for us? I do. Um, I'd say my first tip is to use the promo code MAXLAW when signing up for Smith AI to uh, get $50 off your first month. But that was a a cheap one for me. So let me give you a real uh, tip of the week. And that is, I would say, For me, it's been about focusing on my strengths and surrounding myself with people, services, and technology to fill in the gaps. So as a lot of people are um, independent solopreneurs or might run a one one to two person firm and they they think like, okay, there's all these things that I could do. But when you end up doing those things, you spread yourself way too thin and doing a pretty poor job of everything equally. So I would say my tip is find out what you do really well and focus on that and fill in the gaps around it. I love it. It's a really good one. My tip of the week, this is sort of going to be a variation of other tips I've given in the past. So we hired a coach. I think I've talked about that before. And, I, I've, and I've got three process goals that I focus on. And I, and I wasn't hitting my targets on one of the process goals. And it was just frustrating. And it, so I was hitting the other ones. I was nailing them 100%. The other one, I was not doing well at all. And we kind of sat and talked about it and I wasn't putting it on my calendar. And if I did put it on my calendar, I wasn't putting it in early in the day. And so what we've decided to do is, okay, I'm going to put it on my calendar first thing in the morning. That way I knock it out and it's made a hell of a difference. So my, my advice to you or my tip of the week is if you have something, a process goal and then the process goals, these are the things that are going to lead to your, your, your great results. And you, these are things you know you need to do every single day. Put those on your calendar. So one, put them on your calendar and put them early in the morning because late in the afternoon or late in the day or at night, you're exhausted, you're tired, and you just don't feel like doing them. You think, oh, I'll just do them tomorrow, and you never do them. So put them early in the morning and put them on your calendar. So that is my tip of the week. Justin Maxwell, thank you so much for coming on this episode. It's, it's really fantastic, and uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I got to tell you, that tip that you just said, I could not agree more because people always overestimate the ability of their memories. And they think like, that's something I should certainly do. And then three hours later, it's gone forever. Putting on your calendar is really the most important thing. But thank you again for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. Perfect. Thanks, Thanks guys. See you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.